All right, everybody. Thanks for stopping by this episode seven of the Darn It podcast. Who is excited for today's topic? I'm sure you are. Today's topic is about identity and identity theft. Now, in cybersecurity, this sort of topic comes up quite a bit because in terms of cyber theft or through um, cyber heisting or what have you, is identity theft is top of mind all the time. And literally, there's just about every single country in this entire planet, there are people who are making money stealing your identity. In fact, identity theft is the fastest growing crimes in Canada uh, and stories of computer hacking, viruses and scams literally appear in the news every day. And while it seems like it may be something only happens to other people, identity theft can affect anyone, including yourself. So this is kind of why I made this podcast today about identity theft, where I like to shed light on certain you know aspects of identity theft so that you can understand it can happen to you and how to protect yourself before it happens. Now, I'm sure some of you out there who are listening to this podcast has had their identity stolen in some point in time in their lives, and it's not necessarily the the big Monty terms of theft. Um, really, we'll explain about what is identity theft, and we'll give ideas, and by we, I mean me, obviously, because there's no one else here for the segment, uh, in terms of identity theft. So, Identity theft happens when someone uses your personal information without you knowing about it, and the risks can be detrimental. When you do things like log into a website, enter like an online contest, sign up for social media, or you pay bills through your online banking, in those interactions, you're providing a plethora of important information that can be stolen. Now, I'm not saying you shouldn't do any of this. I'm not saying you should run into a corner in a dark room lit by candlelight and hide and cry. No. I just want you to understand the things that can go wrong and the reasons why your identity may be out there right now. So people say, okay, what is identity theft? Like, what, like, what does these guys, these gals want to steal? Well, I'll list a few things here that could be relevant to stealing your identity. So I hope you have a paper, a pen, or your an app open to type this down. They, a thief looks to steal your name, your date of birth, address, your mother's maiden name, passport information, credit card number or credit card numbers, social insurance number, bank account numbers, driver's license, really any other personal identification numbers, and any personal information they can benefit from. The list can go on and on, but I I'm, I'm just really can't think of everything right this second. Um, what your identity can be used for, um, it, can be open, it can open credit cards and bank accounts with different banking institutions around the world. Uh, you can both shop online or offline with that stolen information. You can download movies, you can download games, music. Um, you know, it can go so far as paying for adult websites. Um, you can gamble. Um, you can start up a cell phone service, you can rent cars, you can take vacations, um, you can get a job, or you can collect government benefits. So 
there's a lot here that can be used against you. Um, this is why it's so important to protect your identity at all costs and be cognizant on what to do while you're online or out and about in the real world. Now, when identity theft wants your information, they'll do anything to get it. And you may think for one second, like, I'm not a celebrity, I'm not a business owner, I'm no one special. It doesn't matter because the people who have their guards down are people who have that particular mindset when it comes to, it comes to their identity being stolen. Um, what they'll do to get that information, here's a few, uh, a few ideas of how thieves can try to acquire your data. Uh, they pretend to be a reputable company and maybe send you fake emails or fake texts, which is phishing, creating uh, fraudulent websites for you to click on um, to you to trick you to be providing that information. So an example of that is if you're quote unquote, because you can't see me doing my air quotes here, the bank will send you an email to say your password's expired or someone may be um, attempting to compromise your bank account please click here to log into your website or to your bank account to change your password. And this email may seem legitimate. It may be from your banking institution. It may seem so coincidental that this happened where without thinking, you would automatically go in and enter your card number and password and log in. And that's all a thief needs to get to get access to your bank accounts. Uh, another method that could be used to go against you and to steal your identity is uh, they can scan computers, servers, mobile devices, um, you know, memory sticks, USB drives, old hard drives, or what have you. Let's say if you may leave your computer at the side of the road for recycling one day, um, they can basically pull that information off of those devices and get that information they're looking for as described earlier. Um, some criminals also look over your shoulder or shoulder surf um, when you're using a public computer or they're using your mobile device in public. Um, they can watch you type in your password into applications. They can watch you log on particular websites. They can see you entered information to your bank app or your banking website. Really, that's a time where you would release that important information with your username and password. And that's all a thief needs to do or needs to acquire in order for them to access your information. So with that, um, I'd be cognizant if you're in a public space of where you're logging into, um, if you're logging into public Wi-Fi or you're logging into things in a crowded area, um, you may not be aware of the different people looking around you, looking over your shoulder, looking at you. Um, you may have to be borderline paranoid to to understand this fact, but if you are working or you are accessing certain websites, it's always great to have a sense of awareness or a sense of situational awareness of the people and things happening around you while you're entering that, that important information. So the best thing to do is if you need to access something, do it in a secure location like your car or the washroom or somewhere a bit more enclosed that does not have a lot of people looking around. There's other solutions as well. If you do, like, let's say, for example, you're a lawyer or you're in the cybersecurity industry like myself, it's always great to have a privacy screen put on your mobile device or tablet or laptop. So at different degree and angles, no one can look at, look at you or look at the information that's presented on your screen because it's very 
plausible for someone to look at your screen, either that be laptop screen or mobile device screen, when they're in that that public location. Uh, Another way that thieves will actually use to to get your information is they will get spyware. And spyware is a form of malware that installed on computers to steal information about you. So essentially speaking, that you may have spyware on your machine right now and have no idea it's there. And what happens is they are searching and scanning constantly for you to use that computer to obtain certain information like your banking or personal information, credit card number, what have you. And it will sit there in the background without you knowing it or may seem like the computer is infected in any way. But it will be collecting that information through the back door and transmitting that to the, the hacker. Um, they would do this other ways they can see your identity is through um, hacking computer network system and databases where they may be a compromised company, for example. You hear that in the news a lot. Um, for example, the recent one with Capital One, um, a lot of that information will be released on the dark web at some point in time. And the people's identities who've been leaked out there could possibly be used against them or possibly used for some sort of malicious intent. Um, They can advertise jobs um, or they can use your identity to apply for jobs, which is another way. Um, They basically could use um, your privileges inside companies. So your, they can use, um, you know, they can access someone from the IT department that may have a trove of data of all the employees of that corporation, and they can basically steal, you know, let's say, for example, uh, one example I'm aware of, um, they could log into your Active Directory and see all the names of the people who work for that particular company and essentially use those things against them. Um, they may even use um, brute force attacks. So that basically means throwing in common passwords like, password or let me in or one, two, three, four, five, six easy passwords like that, that people won't take the consideration of actually changing their password to more sophisticated uh, pattern. They may use brute force attacks to gain access to your website or to your um, applications that you use. They also look for social networks and dating sites. So a lot of these dating sites and a lot of these um, networking sites don't necessarily have the proper security controls in place, nor do they actually have uh, the users that are using these these sites don't think about it. So if there's something that you don't want someone else to get from you, the best thing to do is keep it offline is because you don't want them to go into your social media sites or your dating website and get that personal information from you. Disclose that personal information or don't disclose that personal information, but only disclose that personal information if the environment is right, okay? So, but again, when I say keep this information offline, this is a good segue into the um, offline world provides lots of opportunities for thieves that can use your information both on and offline. Um, So to protect yourself outside the cyber world, um, some things that thieves will do to steal your personal information is they'll go through your mailbox or your recycling box outside your home Um, that you take it outside that night of to um, recycle, but you basically could be leaving important information, like, again, your name, your address, your credit card information, your bills. To have all of your personal information on there, you could leave outside in your your recycling bin. And what could happen, or even your garbage, but what could happen is that thief can pull that information from that 
that um, that garbage or from that recycling bin. So the best thing to do is use a shredder or burn it or what have you. Just make sure you minimize the amount of exposure your name and address will have out there in the real world. Um, they may even try to steal the information from your wallet, your purse, your car, your computer, mobile device. Just make sure you lock down your devices. Make sure you lock down your your purse. You make sure you lock down your car. Just try to minimize the amount of um, risks that your your data could be exposed to. If let's say, for example, you leave certain information in your wallet and you have it right there and they're open for someone to steal. Um, they make telephone calls. Is another another thing that they say that they're um, a police officer or they're a government employee or they're a representative of a particular company. Um, they'll may ask you maybe indirectly for that personal information. Just don't think because you see the caller ID come up in your phone means it is what it is. Because let me tell you, as I've seen this happen where people spoof caller ID. So if it's coming from the CRA or the government or from a particular company that you may have in your device, it doesn't mean that that phone number may be actually coming from that particular place. So it's better just to hang up and tell the person to call back again, but don't call back that number. Hang up and dial the number directly and make sure you get the right representative with the particular institution. Um, they may even tamper with um, banking machines, uh, point of sale terminals um, to record your PIN number for your bank number, your bank card number. Or they may, again, going back to what I said earlier, shoulder surf when they're typing in your, your PIN at that particular transaction. Now, we know the ways that people can steal your information. So what are the clues to see that your ID is being used? Um, I always say follow your gut. If you see something that may not jive well with you, may not really sit well with you. There's so many opportunities out there with the credit unions. Uh, even this has been offered in some of the major banks here in Canada that you can actually constantly check your, your credit rating and it'd be no extra expense to you. And that's great because at least you can see if some of your personal information has been compromised. So if you recognize or you don't recognize a purchase or withdrawal from a bill from a bill or a statement um, that you may get a phone call from the bank itself saying that there may be suspicious transactions going on in your account. Um, you may get bills coming in from to your house that you never signed up for, you never called to initialize. Um, you may have bank or credit card statements coming late. Um, you know, they may have been redirected somehow. Um, a creditor or collections agency contacts you about debts debts you were not aware of so you get a call saying you owe you know x thousands of dollars and you have no idea that how that even happened um you also um notice that your limit on your card or line of credit goes up without you requesting it um so but keep in mind with that though too sometimes some financial institutions do that automatically just fyi or you discover that a creditor has put a lien on your property uh in order to receive payment for debt in your name that you knew nothing about. So these are very serious, um, not the best thing to experience. And I know personally some people who have gone through most of these things as well in terms of their credit being stolen. And really, it's not the best feeling to have. And I get that. I've never got my identity stolen. I hope I don't. Um, but there's only so much one can take in terms of getting their identity stolen. 
Um, but it happens to a lot of people, good pay, people who pay their bills on time, who pay their taxes. It doesn't mean you're a horrible person. It doesn't mean you've done something horrible. It just means that that's the way that unfortunately our society is heading towards that a lot of this information can be easily accessible that it will make it that much harder for you to keep your identity safe, but you need to take the proper measures to protect it now at all costs. So after a breach, is ha- after identity theft has happened, I said, breach, geez, you think I live this every day? Oh, sorry. Uh, what do you do if a breach identity theft actually happens to you? Well, there's some steps you can take. Uh, first and foremost, call the police um, be- and make the, the note of the report. Like, the police may not go arrest anybody at that point in time, but what you're doing is you're filing that into the police so the police are aware of it. And um, if any further legal action happens, there's proof in terms of you reporting that issue to be the case and you're not just being a fraudster. The next step, call your bank or your credit card issuer. Just look for the numbers in the back of your card just to give them a shout and say, hey, you know, I'm, I know this has happened. The faster you get notified of this, the faster things can get in motion. Um, next, call the credit agencies, um, and uh, you just put a fraud alert on your credit report. Um, you can call the two major ones here, or Equifax and TransUnion. Um, another thing to call is uh, Call Service Canada. Um, if any federally issued ID was compromised, so your social insurance number or passport, um, Service Canada would be able to um, let you know in terms of how to take the next steps. Um, anything in terms of your, your driver's license, et cetera, you should call your, your provincial or territorial ministry responsible for transportation. Um, just to let them know about that as well. Um, again, I'm just speaking in Canada cause I'm in Canada here and um, call the postal service, Canada post. If your mail is missing or if you're expecting mail and it's not getting there at a timely manner. Um, also importantly, call the Canadian anti-fraud center, the CAFC, um, or visit antifraudcenter.ca to report any incidents of scam or fraud. Um, just keep records of everything you do. Uh, this will be good for a legal sense and also to reestablish your credit. So everything you do, keep a record of that. Um, look for numbers printed on statements. Um, basically, uh, let's say if you lost your credit card, you can get those numbers and contact the appropriate agency that way. So these are the steps that you can take um, if you notice something happening to you. And these are very important things to know just so that you basically cover all your bases so that you're not waiting longer or you're getting deeper in the hole in terms of, of the, uh, the loss and the debt. So what happens afterwards? Well, you know, aside from the inconveniences that come with that, it's a really pain, a big pain in the butt. You know, identity theft can lead to more serious consequences. Um, you know, you know, bills, charges, bad checks, and taxes. You know, you have to clear your name. Um, you know, you have to, you know, fix a damaged reputation if your name isn't cleared. Bad credit rating. You know, you're not able to get more credit. You're not able to get any credit or finding employment if your social insurance number was stolen. And one thing no one talks about is the emotional damage and the emotional violations of the theft and also the consequences that are involved with that. There's a really, a really true emotional aspect for that. It's a huge misfortune um, to you and your family, but really after the damage has been done, you have to be in protection mode and you have to 
clear your name. So that's why it's very important to understand the the consequences of identity theft and the reason why you must take proactive action today. Uh, in 2019, you know, you hear all throughout the news, you hear this everywhere in terms of data being stolen from companies. You know, you're you're relying on these businesses to safeguard your data, but the truth of the matter is that they even can't even guarantee their own security. So you have to understand that statistically speaking, there's a higher and higher chance at every passing day that you may be of a target. And I'm not trying to fear monger here by any means. I'm just trying to hit home the fact that your data is already out there. Your data at some point may have been breached already, but you have to think about the consequences and how that's going to affect you as yourself and may affect your business if you own one, or most importantly, how that will affect your business. So I'm not going to get into protecting your identity online because that's in a whole different segment itself. But in a general podcast like this, it's best to understand the ways that you can get breached, the ways that you can counteract it, and the ways that you need to deal with it if it does happen to you. So what I say right now is what you can do is there's also monitoring aspects. There's different uh, companies rolling out here in Canada that you can monitor your identity, right? If if you were involved with the credit, the, the Capital One, sorry, breach, um, they're offering about two years worth of credit monitoring for the people who've, who got their identity stolen, which is nice. But the problem is once that data is out there, it's going to last longer than two years. So essentially you need some sort of uh, monitoring protection on yourself t- for the rest of your life to avoid this from happening. And generally speaking, if a fraud is detected with one of these systems that are activated for your identity, it, it will be so much easier for you to address the issue right away because you'll be alerted of it and stop the transaction from happening. So it is becoming a really important tool that you must need for yourself, for your business, and for your family today and move on in the future because these protective services will essentially stop your identity from being stolen. So that would be a great thing to look at if your insurance company is is offering this. This would be a great thing for you to look at. All right, well, that's the end of this podcast. Thank you so much for stopping by for this next episode of episode seven of Darn It Podcast. I'm your host and extraordinaire, Darnley Gresson Jr., founder and owner of Darn IT Group. Thanks so much. Have a great day. 